Castrol is a film podcast filled with dubious opinions, plot spoilers, and a healthy sprinkling of bad language. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Casterole. My name is Jim, and each episode, myself and my two co-hosts take one of cinema's much-loved or unloved films and aim to serve you up a delicious recasting. But before we get into that, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, or wherever it is you get your podcast from. Whilst you are there, don't forget you can subscribe and give us a nice five-star rating while you are at it. As I said, I am not doing this alone, so joining me is the salt to my pepper. It's Nick. <laughs> Hello. I like that. <laughs> Perfect. What am I? Am I am I a oh, bit of beef? No, I, no, no. Oh God! Spag to my bone. Even better. Lip noodle. Hang on. <laughs> I'm providing a little splash of water at the end so everything doesn't feel so thick. It's Sam. <laughs> nice. I'll take that. I'll take that. Sweet. <laughs> Especially the pasta water. Yeah. I'm making a pasta soup. I'm like, I'm like the starchy soup. liquid yeah. that like I'm, I'm know, emulsifies you, this I'm episode. hoping you can make something out of that. <laughs> oh, I, I, it's going in, in its entirety. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back, gentlemen. We are here again, another episode. How are we all? Very well. Very well. Yeah, are you very, well? very good, yeah. Re- recovered from our last mammoth episode. <laughs> are we are, all still friends? We, I mean, I'm clear about that. We're, we're back together, so I assume we are still friends. We are. Real friends. I mean, I've seen each of you separately uh, socially since then, so I can, I can say, without a doubt, we are still friends. Did we slag each other off? I mean, separately? You, yes. you, are, you, are yeah, hanging on by th- you are hanging on by a thread. <laughs> I'm telling you that one. By a thread. I am. By a thread. Well, yeah, but at this point of recording... People haven't heard the Rebel Moon episode, so I think I think people will be back on Nick's side <laughs> after, after the Rebel Moon episode. You know I reckon just maybe the pendulum yeah. swung. You, I mean, you might <laughs> might be right. <laughs> so it's a difficult. Have, have we been watching anything? And since we've last been together, yeah. Do you know what? I really, really like guilty pleasure. I watched um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, oh nice. excellent. It's such a good film. I've not watched that for film. a long time. But who, is the, who is the main... Kerry Elwin. Right, who is in... Princess Rebel Bride. And Rebel, Rebel Moon. Is the fucking king. Everything. He fucked up. I was like, what is he doing? Everything him. all comes back around yeah, on Rebel Moon. It really yeah. does. Basically, yeah. Rebel, slowly, Moon, Rebel Moon equals <laughs> goated. <laughs> it is really good, though. Like, I was watching it, and there's so many jokes that just wouldn't... Get made nowadays, or a better I mean, is, um, I mean but then that is um, uh, what's his name, uh, Mel Brooks. That's very much Mel Brooks. Humor is is of its time. Yes, um, but it's it's so good, and I feel like it's okay. He literally makes fun of everyone. Yeah, like all colors, Nobody's all saying. creeds, Absolutely all like no religion, taken, everything. Yeah. So I think it's like everyone's on a level playing field. Yeah, but no. it's 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 which is how it should be. You should you know, right. don't, yeah. everyone should be getting the, the shit ripped out of them not just one exactly. group or That's one it. type yeah. of people it's just Paste everyone yeah, yeah exactly so nice. yeah so I, I watched that I also watched uh, like less good I was obviously in that mood I watched something like was it like epic movie or something like that one of those like oh uh, yeah not so good kind uh, of spoof films yeah. they've lost something they really have like did they ever have something well like but I mean our, sc- is, like, scary movie yes I think was probably the 
the, the peak and then it just they rid a wave and tried to but that's stick the thing, with like, it, didn't they? Robin Hood Men in Tights is a spoof movie. So like yeah. like it's weird that you watch that spoof movie from what, the early nineties, I can't remember when it was, but early nineties. And I bet it I bet it hasn't aged I bet apart from the humour, it's not really aged it's just that badly, has it? And like I forgot Dave Chappelle was in it. As Achu. Oh, fuck. It's yes. just so good. Like, the amount of times he's like, Achu, he's like, bless you. And he's like, oh, me. <laughs> it's done so, so well. well. It's just, it's really good. Yeah. Bad, but good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So that was, so that's kept me happy. And then obviously the film were recasting, which is, oh, oh, oh. It's, it's a good next level. It's a good internet. What about yourself, Nick? You had, no. Have you had a chance to watch anything other than what we recast in? I watched one other film, and that. Is uh, everything everywhere all at once? That's good. Which you got? You seen it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, I was really impressed. Remind yeah. me who's in that? Well, I've not seen it, but I've heard of it. But remind me who's in it? Um, uh, well. So Michelle Yeoh um, <coughs> and Ki Hu Kwan, who was um, what was it? What he was, was short round. Yes. In Indiana Jones Two. Yes. And he was also in the Goonies. Yes. He was. What was his name? In Goonies. So he's basically like a child actor. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, sort of star. And then wasn't really in anything for Nothing. a long, long time. No. I presume he was in the industry still, maybe no, directed. No, he wasn't. Not at all. That's the thing. So it's like such an emotional story. Because basically, he was in, I can't remember what was quite first, like yeah. Indiana Jones or The Goonies. But he was mm. on, he's in these two like huge films, like huge like child star. You're thinking like, you know, oh, like Macaulay Culkin kind of could go on. Yeah. And then just didn't get cast in anything. He was like, he was typecast, wasn't wanted or anything. Yeah. Suddenly it was a bit like, oh, we don't just sort of need a cute Asian kid. Is that a bit sensitive? Like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then he just wasn't anything. And then he was like, I've given up basically. Like, it's not my career. And then he was in, like, this film. Was it Here Now? No. Everywhere. Um, everything, everywhere. All everything, everywhere. All everywhere all he's so good in, and in so that good as well. He's and, then, and now he's in Loki season two. And Did he, he win an Oscar? He as won well? an Oscar no. for a supporting role in it. Wow! And the person like either gave it to him up on stage was Harrison Ford. No way! And yes. he was just I've like, seen that, like, I've seen that image. Yes, that, and Harrison yeah, Ford's just like, you made it, amazing. kid. And it's just like, he starts crying. <laughs> so and it's just like, oh. Now you, yeah, you yeah, say I bring, that rings a bell. I have yeah. that, I've seen that image of that. Yeah, it's, it's well worth a watch, mate. If you haven't seen it, and anyone hasn't seen it, well worth a watch. What kind of film we talking? Hard to describe, isn't it? It's a comedy, I think. It hard. It's like a comedy action. Multiverse thriller. Good. I mean, good. Yeah. Sounds like a mixed bag oh, of pretty good stuff. Who else is in it? <laughs> yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. And she is brilliant. Didn't she win the Oscar? Oh, she won supporting actress. She's so funny. She's so funny in this. I think I might have to check it out. She's it's sort of well a quasi villain. Yeah, there is a, there are another villain. Yeah, she's, 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 yeah, she's so brilliant in it. She's I think what's great about it is everyone is having, you can tell. Everyone is having fun all at once. a good right time now. <laughs> <laughs> in this film. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's why I watched, really enjoyed it and, and the film that we are doing. Oh, fantastic. And Jim, what about yourself? So on your recommendation, Sam, I watched Saltburn. <gasps> oh, I haven't seen yet. Oh, How did you find it? Great. Not as good as I thought it was going to Well, it, it was a really good film. Yeah. Like, um, let me explain. I went into it Fucking thinking explain. it was. I went into it thinking it was a full-on murder mystery film for some reason. Uh, I don't know where I've got that that from, but in my head I was going into it thinking a murder mystery film. When there was no murder mystery going on, I was like, huh. it does kind of. And then obviously, I knew there was. I knew there was a lot of fucked up stuff happening, so I was prepared for it. Mm. 
<laughs> but then also not prepared for what actually was shown. Mm. Yeah. So that I've heard was, it yeah, was one of them where I was glad I wasn't watching it with like family or anything like that. It was. <laughs> That, that, that's gonna Daddy, take... what's that man doing to that woman? <laughs> Shut up, God, no! Run, child! Well, Daddy, wouldn't... why is he laying naked in the ground? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you have just made him have watched, like, another run of Friday the 13th, though? <laughs> Once again, he's like, no more, please, sit down and watch something. I'm prepared to take pelters here because I also realise I'm a massive hypocrite while watching this film. Mm. Because, now, spoilers for Saltburn, for anyone that hasn't watched it. Well, Nick. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, if you don't... Oh, Sam, as you're aware, there is a part when they go and visit the Oliver's family. Oh, he's told me this already. Yeah. Now, and I, I may have missed... It may have actually been explained, and I may have missed it due to being grossed out by what was actually happening on the film, but I never actually heard an explanation as to why Oliver lied. Right. Beyond so... him saying, I just wanted to be your friend. I never heard of then a long-forming explanation as to why he lied about his family. Which then made me realise I'm a fucking hypocrite because I said that I've been, I was yelling for God knows how long saying how much I didn't need all of that in Rebel Moon and I still stand by that. But I did want that. So I think this and this, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but if you watch Rebel Moon and Saltburn and compare them, Mm. it's actually really good examples of not needing your hand held. Like, but Saltburn, the questions it asks, you can tell are on purpose as opposed to they just haven't written a good story. <laughs> yeah, I get that is because he's obviously mentally not right in the But head. I don't even think it's, it's like, it's obviously mentally not right, but I think it's more just, I think it more shows that he's so used to lying, it's his natural, like, he, it's his reaction, natural reaction. Mm. Like, in the moment, he told that lie and then had to run with it. Yeah. And it was, it was showing that more about the character. And, like, ultimately, the thing that happens with his family plays absolutely no part. Mm. It's just more flavour to his character. No, of course. And I think yeah. that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm absolutely fine with open-ending, like, plot holes, in essence, like, mm. threads that don't get tied up, as long as they're there for a reason, rather than, ugh, they won't care. Like, that's the difference, I think. And I think, like, you seeing Solbrin, <laughs> that's brilliant, because it does show the difference in those two yeah, ways. Yeah, no, I, 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 mm. you know, I, like, I just wanted to know why. Obviously, no, I'm sorry, I got the... You wanted to know. That was interesting. Yeah, but I still want to know about the things in Rebel Moon, but I just didn't need it then. That's what. Yeah. That, that's, that's the difference, what I'm saying there. But yeah, so I, I, I didn't know if it was because I was missed it because I was being grossed out or if it just didn't say yeah, it either right. way. I was like, hang on, why have you lied? Because I think, I think the only explanation he gave is, I just wanted to be your friend. I'm like, that's not a reason. I really <laughs> want to watch this now. I think it's the, the idea of a protagonist who's a, a very real compulsive liar is really interesting. I've known people like that actually in my life and I think it's... spinning that weave and that web <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a really, really good film despite the fact obviously I, I thought I was going into a completely different type of film. Mm. It was phenomenal. I think it's really, a shame really almost that you're going to be seeing it knowing he's a liar because yeah. you don't know that. You think, oh, this poor bloke. Yeah, I, I, like, I went into it right. not knowing you know, anything. It, well, yeah. I went in thinking it was something completely different. And I do so. think it's a film that's going to be infinitely 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 better on a second viewing oh really because there's going to be those nods. things that you missed like I, didn't, a, like I, I didn't know he was a liar until about two minutes ago well <laughs> thanks guys we did Not say spoilers watching. and then proceeded to do it that was your chance to just go yeah so pop and shop and then yesterday yeah we're on Monday so yes over the weekend I had a nice little family viewing of Wonka nice what the new new that's not the new new remember that 
the Ooh. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, yeah. Oh, he is nice. a brilliant Wonka. Is he? He is the <coughs> perfect choice for a young. Willy Wonka. No, the uh, the actor. Oh, His um, name is escaping me right now. Gene uh, uh, Gene Wilder. Yes. That, yeah. I want. I want to say that, but my, what was coming out my head was not that. Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, he, he, he's, he he got like an embodiment of a young Gene Wilder. You know, he, he looks the part. Mm, sort of whimsical. Yeah. Sort he, of, yeah. He's charming, whimsical. He's brilliant. Nice. Really, really good. And nice. I do. I do like him. I, I do like a lot of the actors that are in it. I haven't seen it, but um, I don't know. I. I Kind of feel like I'm going to be underwhelmed. It's one of those where it's sacred, isn't it? Well, obviously, I'm and with like this one being a musical. Like, I'm with this yeah, one being no. a musical as well. It's is it a musical? It's a musical, yeah. Okay. I was going to the original had songs. Well, they're all musicals, It wasn't like a back-to-back musical, but like yeah, well, big I mean, like, set pieces, right? No, no. I mean, the, the like yeah, the first Charlie the Chocolate Factory oh, is a musical. Is, yeah, there are a lot of songs. In yeah, there. cheer up, Charlie. Okay. <laughs> 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 so yeah, other than that, it's. Yeah, what we what we're what we're doing today? Oh, so let's. I mean, let's are, do we, this. are we are we are we ready to just go straight into it? We're ready. I mean, we are delving into the dark in this one because this is a change of genre. Okay. We've not really done like a this kind of film yet, have we? It's dark. So, yeah, it is dark. Okay, well, without further ado, let's cast a roll. So, as you expertly just said, there, Nick, we are going very dark this time round, very gritty. And we are going back to the 90s and we are doing 1995's crime drama, Seven. Mm. I go as far as to call this a horror film, or it's certainly a psychological well, thriller. I'm, right? just, I'm just going off what was on IMDb. It, mm. said, it said crime drama. Fair. So, okay. I don't think... I but think yeah, there definitely... I don't think it is a crime drama. This is not like fucking Silent Witness. I mean, crimes are happening. There's definitely Drama crimes. Happens, but <laughs> yeah. it's fucking grisly. Yeah. I, I would say it's psych- psych- Yeah, I, I agree. It's definitely some horror elements to this film. Yeah, big time. Oh, one in particular, right? I'm sure we'll come to it. There's, what, there's a scene in this film that has stayed with me because whenever I watched it originally, I'm much younger. Um, is it the skinny guy? It's the skinny guy. Oh, it's fucking skinny. Oh, right. yeah, harrowing. I mean, there's Freaky. so many, though. You could Freaky. be like, is it the fat guy? Is it the skinny guy? Is it the woman? Like, there's, there's so a lot. Like, there's, there's, a, a lot. there's a lot yeah. in there. There's a lot of striking imagery. Um, yeah, wow. What a, a great film. And obviously, I enjoyed it it's, it a, it's a film where we get to see Brad Pitt get head. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, I guess I guess we need to tell people what the sitch is. So yeah, like like Jay said, uh, Seven is a 1995 American uh, crime drama thriller, psychological horror. Uh, it's directed by David Fincher. It's written by Andrew Kevin Walker, um, and it's set in an unnamed. So I didn't I didn't quite pick up. I was like, this is obviously New York, right? It's, it's, it's got very New York vibes, doesn't it? Definitely has, but it's kind of an unnamed crime-ridden city. I feel like it could be like um, like Chicago. Boston, you Chicago, know, like Chicago, yeah. really for like, terrible crime and stuff. So I think like yeah, but it, and kind of it would fit. I guess it, if there was more like snow than rain, mm. you're talking kind yeah. of yeah, Boston, Chicago maybe. But uh, yeah, so it's um, <clears throat> it's centered around uh, a disenchanted, nearly retired detective, William Somerset, who's played by Morgan Freeman, oh. uh, and his newly transferred partner, David Mills, who is played by Brad Pitt. And they try to stop a serial killer who's basically looking to um, 
execute a series of murders, and these murders are all based around the seven deadly sins. Mm. Now, can I'm going to put someone to the test? Can either of you name all of the sins off the top of your head? Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, pride. It's got it written down <clears throat> over there. You didn't think I didn't write them down <laughs> and the order they were killed in? I, uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's like not like in Ghostbusters. Um, it's like, <laughs> like same Rebel Moons, like a flawless film. Um, they are deadly. Things. I believe I did not say Rebel Moon was flawless. <laughs> Take that straight away. Retract that from the records, thank you. But it's it's taken like specifically like loads of references to like um, mm. Paradise Lost and Dante's, Dante's Inferno, Inferno and, and, yeah. Chaucer, yeah, like lots and lots of that going on. Yeah, so it's, it's I mean, what a cool film! And should we talk briefly about kind of a little bit of the production where this film came from? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I mean like what what happens? I guess yeah. we need to know what happens. <laughs> So what's amazing is that this is this was David Fincher's second ever feature film. So the f- first of all, he did Alien Three, yeah. which apparently he was really um, you know, a lot of people know back it with Alien Three that uh, it was a bit of a disaster in terms of production, filming, constraints by the studio to create a cut that he was really unhappy with and that wasn't received very well by the public and critics. Um, so he was really disillusioned at this point as a director. Obviously, prior to any feature films, he was known as a music video director. Yeah. First and foremost. Um, and he received the script from Andrew Kevin Walker by accident. He, hadn't, he wasn't meant to re- receive the script. Yeah. Um, he really liked it. He really wanted to do it on the condition that the original ending was kept in. And up until that point, any of the studios that had seen the script liked it but they all wanted the ending to be changed because they felt like it was too bleak. So F- Fincher came on, and interestingly, Pitt as well, was, were both pretty keen that they do the ending as was originally Yeah, intended, yeah. Which is a great ending, isn't it? Yes. Great ending, yeah. Uh, that's really interesting because David Fincher was basically doing a Snyder cut before Snyder. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the, the Fincher cut of Alien 3 is... is Passable is good. Well, I read about that. Apparently, it's it's like an extended cut, but it's not necessarily got his name on it. I think. Yeah, well, it's just but it's like his extra cut. footage. It's just called the director's cut. Yeah, because yeah. back then they didn't do like a Snyder cut or a Fincher cut. It's yeah. just the director's cut. Yeah, but it is it is it is much better. It mm. makes, I haven't seen that. One yeah, yet. it's I good. Because it I mean, Alien Three is well. You think Alien Three is rubbish, and it proceeds to go downhill from there. <laughs> so maybe it's not that bad, but. Yeah, I mean, so we've we've said obviously about the original ending. So so what what happens? Like Mills, they're 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 chasing this killer, and it's just like just grosser and grosser deaths, right? It starts with so yeah. So the first death obviously is Gluttony, which is the fat, grotesque man sat at the table with barbed wire around his ankles, and I think maybe yeah, his, his wrists wrist, as well. Yeah. And I think we, we he's basically he's been, been force fed till his stomach bursts. And didn't we didn't it learn he's been. Force feeding him for like over a year or something. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just some kind of that's the kind of time frame. Yeah, I think that was the skinny guy. He'd been he'd been, been starving him for a year. He was already like I think he was already really a really overweight guy, which I think is why he was tired. No, I'm sure they yeah. also said something about the fat guy as well because they found receipts. But yeah, that was he, just one session. Was it just the one yeah. session? So he was forced into it. Then he stopped, left him tied, went to the supermarket to get more spaghetti. And came back of, and was like, all right, of all, of all, all the things, uh, of all the things, things force feeding as well, just, just spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> and he was like, "Where have you been? I'm hungry." <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, 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 that scene right there, that kind of just that sets the tone, doesn't it, for this? Where you're like, "Oh, better buckle in, buckle up, because I'm in for a wild ride here." Yeah. I'm pretty sure what they did was like for for the casting of this film, they were like, "Everyone that's going to play David Mills, 
just right. Do your best walking into a room and smelling something gross. <laughs> because he does, that, he does that in everything. <laughs> like every crime scene, he's just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So we see then, you know, as they're trying to hunt down, or we even know initially that there's a serial killer on their hands. Mm. Um, we then see more and more kind well, yeah, of grisly, the, the police captain, captain tells Morgan Freeman's character, leave it. You know, it's not for you. You're, you're or no, Morgan Freeman says, I'm not. Yeah, I don't he want to retire. I'm tangled in it. Yeah, so this is the thing. So it's it's seven deadly sins. Morgan Freeman is going to retire in seven days. It mm. takes place over a week, like seven days. Like obviously, there's you know seven is in it a lot and stuff. But yeah, so you've got like this this big fat guy that's killed, and then the next one is a lawyer that's like bled to death. He's forced to cut off his yeah, slice of like his own pound of flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's obviously representing greed. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. obviously they spray all over the floor with blood. And then you've got, and then you've got like the the opposite. You've got the skinny man who's basically they think he might be the killer, like the the real killer. Oh uh, yeah, because the fingerprints them. behind yeah. the picture, right, from the end up being from the severed hand of that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yes. They find the address. All the SWAT team going go go go. There's that room with loads oh, of air Do you know who the lead SWAT team guy is? I recognise him. I couldn't say who he was. It's Doctor Cop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was only in the helicopter. Yeah, but no, is he? Is the lead SWAT SWAT guy? Yeah, so I, 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 I thought I recognised him in the helicopter. I didn't spot him prior to that. But yeah, he's I, in. He's in I so many little I, things. You don't recognise. I absolutely <laughs> love that Doctor Cop just rocks up in there. So I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like the head dude. Yeah, the SWAT team. Yeah. So yeah, they think that was dead, and he's like, that was sloth. That's like, yeah, but that's gross because basically, like, this guy is like basically skin and bones. He's got a hand locked off, chained to the bed, chained well, to the bed. He? He's got like, um, like drips keeping him alive. It turns out, he's basically, been tortured for a year, right? It's dark yeah. as fuck, and you're starting to get this sense of this incredibly psychotic, but also kind of mastermind killer. Mm. And um, and um, Morgan Freeman's character, Somerset, kind of says, Imagine the patience and the willpower that it takes to do this. So, as the film's going on, you're building up in your head. This unbelievable picture, aren't you, of who could possibly do this? Well, but not obviously, also the patience, but the planning as well, because obviously we mm. go to then the fourth kill, Lust, and we learn that he's had this special instrument made, a sex shop. A sexual prosthetic, mm. let us call it. And I mm. completely forgot about this. I did not. <laughs> we got to the scene, <laughs> and, I went, and I, then I, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's one way to die. So, yeah, so for Lust, he. He makes this basically like a, 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 a massive, sexual a massive dildo. Yeah, a, a strap on with a, a knife on it, and he makes a man kill a woman with it, as you can imagine. So apparently, to film that scene uh, where he's being in, but when he when he's the guy that has to wear it and kill the lady, um, played by I think a guy called Leland Orsa. Um, it might, be, it might be different, but I'm pretty sure that in order to just to kind of, because he's crazed, right? He's like completely distraught oh, being yeah. forced to do I this. Mean, yeah. You would be. And then when he's recounting it back in the sort of interrogation room after, it just looks fucked. And he's like, I don't know. Um, apparently he, he deprived himself of sleep for like at least a couple of nights to be able to play oh, that role. And then there's a delay in shooting. Matters, yeah. They were like, we'll shoot tomorrow. So he was like, oh, I'll do it one more night then. So by the time you see him, he's like been deprived of like three nights sleep or something. I mean that's some I mean, commitment to the role that and he is, yeah. you see him in lots of things like he's yeah, he's, he's a one, character he? actor you'll know yeah. I can't think of anything from here but like I, I feel like he's in loads of stuff yeah, yeah. but he's, he's he's one of the shining moments we're not recasting him because we're no. only doing we're only doing the main like the, the main, main four yeah. yeah so uh, at this point it'd probably be a good idea to, to talk about the main four you've obviously got the, the Somerset character played by Morgan Freeman 
You've got the Mills character played by Brad Pitt. You've got Mills' wife, played Tracy, by played by Gwyneth Paltrow. And then the killer. John Doe, played John Doe. by Kevin Spacey. Played by Kevin Spacey, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we get all these deaths. And then they they track down the real killer to his apartment through... It's like his library card, isn't it? Because he's got out all these books, like yes. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah and like the FBI... Um, Somerset's got an FBI contact and it turns out the FBI keep track of like certain books that get taken out at public libraries yeah. right so it's like things that might be related to terrorism or that kind of or thing or like satanic rituals and stuff yeah, like that yeah yeah and that's how they find this list and, yeah. like, and it's the first one on the list we just try it yeah let's try it yeah. and then it turns out as they're outside the front door John though the killer turns up with a grocery bag yeah. pulls the gun out shoots them yeah. there's this great chase scene really great chase really tense actually yeah, yeah. It's Brad Pitt actually fractured um, and like lacerated his arm doing that scene. I oh, think that's why afterwards you see him in a cast, oh, or, or, okay. or possibly even before then he'd done it. So for parts of that shooting, he's like hiding his arm in his pocket. So that's not uh, just for purpose legit, after. Obviously, he legit. does get hit by a crowbar, doesn't he? So yeah. I always thought that was meant to be to portray the injury from the crowbar. So you're saying that's actually legit from okay real injury, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, and so then they have this, and then basically they're at like a they're at like a dead end. But John Doe, you know Kevin Spacey's character, turns himself into the police. Mm. Well, actually, before then we've got obviously got the fifth kill of Pride, which he before them, which yeah. is the the pretty woman who gets offered oh, to yeah. make herself ugly or live or kill so herself, he, but yeah, stay so beautiful or something. So I, yeah, he like he cuts her face off basically. Face off. No, it's, yeah, <laughs> basically, him and, like, John Travolta, uh, like, <laughs> basically, he, like, cuts her face off, and he, like, gives her a phone and, like, some pills, and he's like, you can call for help, and you'll survive, but you'll be ugly forever, or you can kill yourself. And, mm. like, because she's so prideful, and yeah. it's all about her beauty and everything, she Like, the she vanity. This film's dark, man. It's just, like, really well-written, but really, really dark. Like, the mind that's created this is, like, ooh. Yeah, um, so has he written anything else that we know? I don't know. No. But yeah, so of course, then that's when he turns up at the police station, coated in blood, call, starts calling out the detective's name, but for some reason in a police station full of policemen, this man is ignored for yeah. a couple of minutes before he then raises his voice and then suddenly all, all the guns are turned on him. It's like, how has he walked that far into a police station full of police, covered in blood? Yeah. Nobody bats an eyelid. I guess they get all, they're meant to get all sorts of like... Do you know what I mean? Drug addicts, people that have been in fights. Yeah, but there. a man Even dripping in blood. Into the police station. <laughs> a man dripping in blood walking through the main foyer and you're not going to notice it. As he comes in, someone should have just gone past and like handed him a serviette or something. Yeah. Like, you got a bit of... Uh, got up, some red. Yeah, you got some red on you. <laughs> Fuck's sake, mate, do you not know where you are? Come on. <laughs> Toilets are that way. Go, go, go clean yourself off. So yeah, at that point, the killer is unmasked um, and that's where we kind of begin um, the interactions between him Mills and Somerset, right? Mm. And actually, what we what the audience doesn't know at that point, spoiler, um, is that the blood that he's got on him is presumably it would be Gwyneth Paltrow's blood because yeah, he'd already killed Mills's yeah. wife Tracy, who we yeah. later see or don't see, but it's inferred eventually at the final confrontation that the delivery driver, when they're in the end field, delivers her head in a fucking box. Yeah, so he's he's like convinced them that he's going to take them to the last two victims. And what, by the way, what a monologue in that car, what a, what a scene oh, in that car, by the great, way. Isn't it? Yeah. Just the, the way he's 
It's Even well when he's been arrested, he's manipulating Brad Pitt yeah. to his whim because he knows he's going to get Brad Pitt to kill him. Yeah. So he's just manipulating, having these little digs in the car trying to make... It's very oh, it's well written. So, so good. It's so, well so good. It's yeah. good. So yeah, he says he's going to take the detectives to the last two victims. They drive out into the middle of nowhere. Um, they they're then this like van arrives and it's like he told me to deliver this box. Somerset, Morgan Freeman's character, looks into the box and is like, "Oh fuck!" And then like Brad yeah, Pitt, don't like, look in the box. Yeah, he's like running back saying, "Don't look in the box." And Brad Pitt's like, "What's in the box? <laughs> hey, what's in the box, man?" And then um, and obviously then you know Spacey's doing is going off again and just getting Mills like wound up and and this is like a Mandela effect, right? I swear you saw Paltrow's head. I- Say, I, I didn't. Mm. I thought. For sure, I didn't think it happened there. I thought uh, Somerset was delivered the box to his apartment. In my head, I, that's how I pictured it. That's oh, how no. I've always imagined it. Is that is that Somerset gets it delivered to his, his apartment, and then it happens out in the desert. Uh, I don't know where I've got that fucking uh, bit from. But I've uh, always imagined it appearing in or appearing in the um, or in a car in the car park at the police lot. That's why mm. I've always pictured it. Is that the car? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, fuck. And then, yeah, I don't know where I fucking imagine that from, yeah, but that's no, it's, how it's, I've it's, always it's remembered it. in the it. field, but yeah, you, you, don't, you don't see Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box. No, but, but it's oh, and also we should say that point, it's even she's, more powerful, I think. She's pregnant as well. Oh, fuck. Yeah, which and throughout the entirety of his film, Mills does not know. No, but Somerset yeah. does. But Somerset does, does yeah. Oh, God, for yeah. his advice. There's actually a really tender moment in a cafe. Yeah, good scene. they've moved to this unknown city. And, um... And she's, she's second like, guessing it, isn't she? She's basically not happy. No. And Mills is like always working. And the only person she knows is the Somerset. And she talks to him. And Mills reveals that like he got like his sort of partner pregnant and they decided to like not have it. And yep. how he, you know, thinks it was the right thing to do, but he regrets it. And he's mm. like, if you, you know, decide to get rid of it, don't tell Mills. And if you are going to keep it, then tell Mills. And so you don't know, like maybe she decided to get rid of it. And like, because actually, this is something I'm thinking of on the spot. Because Mills doesn't know, right? No. Yeah. So maybe she decides to get rid of it, and that's what made her Bumped sin into in John Doe's eyes, because she killed a baby. Right. So maybe that's why he. Well, no, her then... her death was and is was Spacey being envious of his life. Yeah, but if you think about it, Spacey only kills people that he thinks are bad, like someone that is gluttonous, someone that is. Um, uh, like a filthy lawyer, that that person that he ties to the bed is like a paedophile. What so, sin is Tracy meant to envy? Well, well envy. Her death. No, is no, envy. his death is envy. Yeah, no, his, de- no, his death is wrath. No. Yes. Brad Pitt. Brad, yeah. Brad Pitt. Uh, ki- Brad Pitt kills Spacey by via because he's wrathful because of how angry he is. Brad Pitt, yeah. Spacey's death is wrath. When Spacey's on the floor, he says about how envious he but is of still, their life. So. What, Makes Tracy because he's envious because Spacey is yeah. envious of that life, so he takes that away from Brad I get that that's envy, but what has Tracy done to Lived, qualify existed. as? No, no, no. But what has she done? Because he only kills people that he thinks are bad. So what has she done? Unless she's had the abortion Ooh. to make no, we to, about to make her qualify as a victim. Yeah. Because he dies, because he knows he has to die, because he's killed all these people. Mm. Like, you've got, like, a whore that, like, whores stuff out. You've got, but it's like, like his sin is envy, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But what has Tracy done mm. to qualify as a victim? I guess that's the one what way. What has she done it, to qualify as something that makes him 
Jealous. Well, but yeah, maybe she has got rid of it. He's seen it and gone, well, hang on, I'm jealous of your life. You know, you've got this perfect life happening and you've just taken that away. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, yeah. I think, that's a thing. That's, I, think yeah. she's, I think she's had the abortion and not tell Mills and that's why he doesn't know. So I, I, I guess the point of I mean, this, though, yeah, is that after that, so, so obviously Mills is so um, enraged, uh, completely floored by what's happened. He shoots John Doe. And that's basically the end of the film, right? And it's like such yeah. a shocking ending. There's no kind of, there's no happy ending here whatsoever. Like it's just absolutely, it's shocking. I think it's amazingly written. Um, and I think that's like three, three of my favorite things about this film. The ending, the way it was done. Um, I think obviously you can say the way it was written because it's so powerful and it's so unique and dark. But I think the cinematography is really, you know, this is very David Fincher because it's so, Stylized. I think you can tell his background is music videos. Right, because it's, it's very got MTV such, almost, you know, that kind of like Very gritty. MTV, yeah, like the lighting in a lot of shops mm. and stuff, like, or the lack of lighting to the point sometimes where you can't see a lot. It's almost like he's not been afraid to kind of ease back on um, the you know, overuse, overabundance of, um, of professional lighting. And then I don't know if you know, it's my third favourite thing in this. I thought that the sound design in this film, I watched this film with headphones on. I thought the sound design, and in particular the foley, was absolutely amazing. So, like the foley, in terms of just like the atmosphere build up, the, the sounds of um, you know people putting things down on a table, the sounds of, of hands rustling on material. You check this out of headphones on; it's so well done, and that is just a, a foley artist, someone in a studio, re-recording all of those sounds in a studio with props and stuff. Like it's absolutely, it blows my mind all the time to. to listen back to a lot of that stuff and know that all of it was re-recorded and yeah. an awful lot of dialogue in films particularly older films is re-recorded in studio after yeah so adr yeah yeah but i thought yeah for me that just all adds up to a, a no, really is, effective film. it is great and i think i think one of the difficult things for obviously our job on this podcast is is a really good cast <laughs> yeah it, mean, is it, really is, good. it is good i think we've got some some doozies but mm. it is a good cast yeah um, yeah i will i just a really strong cast. This is Brad Pitt coming off the back of um, Legend of the Fall um, and looking for a more serious role, wanting to be taken more seriously. As an so how, how early on in Brad Pitt's career is this? Is it still relatively Yeah, it's early? pretty early on. I mean, when did you do Thelma and Louise? Was that, uh, was that 89? Was it still 80s? Uh, possibly. That was early, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's have a quick, quick look. I mean, something you can tell he's 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 obviously very young in this film. So well, Nickopedia looks this up. Um, <laughs> did you guys pick up on the fact that it's although it's released in 1995, something I didn't pick up until watching it now. It's set in the 80s. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So like, because I was looking at it, and I was up. like, in 95 they have computers and they're oh, all on, like right, yeah, the old school yeah, green screens. Right, stuff. but they're like typewriters. <laughs> yeah. And the way they check books out and like. They've got these like clip cards and stuff, and like oh, the clip cards true. and stuff. And I'm like, this isn't like I know like the 90s are like the dark ages, but like this is so yeah. It, and mm. I looked it up, and it is set in the late 80s. Oh, that makes sense actually, because the script from um, Walker was based again based off of his experiences um, in New York in the 80s. Yeah, oh, so go. that's where he said it. Yeah, nice. Uh, so for Brad Pitt, I think his breakthrough stuff was. Um, Interview with the Vampire, which oh, was, was that before this? Yeah, and I then like Legends it. of the Fall in 94 as well. So that this followed straight after. I love Interview with the Vampire, by the way. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, great film. It's a great film. I think that would be a fun recasting, actually. Mm. Mm. It will. Have you seen Have you seen Interview with the Vampire? 
I feel like I might have seen bits. Wait, I'm, I'm just going to say no. I'm just going to say no. <laughs> I don't think you've seen. A lot of I'm just going to. I'm just going to say no. There's, it's one of those films where when you watch it, you'll be like, oh fucking hell, that's Kristen Dunst, and oh fucking hell, that's Tom like, Cruise. You know, yeah, like, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's like it's it's really good. The books are really good. I've read the books. And, I haven't read the books. Yeah, they're good. Noish, so, noish. I mean, we've we've run through the film. What else is there to do? Fancy a cast a roll. Let's cast a roll. I mean, yeah, let's, let's let's put our recastings out there. So, obviously, before we start recording, we did a little three-way. Oh, leave it. Oh, you right? And we decided. <laughs> well, we did a three-way. Whatever happened. A three-way rock paper. Three-way rock paper scissors. Get your mind out the gutter. A three-way rock paper scissors to decide the order of our recastings. Because again, we're going back to how we did this with the Ghostbusters. We're not pick. We haven't got set roles. We're just going to do the whole cast each. Yeah. One one pick, people. and then we're going to discuss at the end mm-hmm. out of our choices who we want in. Because it's really amazing. There is pretty much only four people in this film. Really, yeah. There's, there's well, some really, other only, bit really, roles, but the core. Well, it's really, the, the core really, it's only two. Gwyneth Paltrow is in a surprisingly little of this yeah, film as well. Yeah, so spacey. He's in like yeah. So the like film the is really mainly two, main, two main characters yeah. and two, yeah. two of the ending. Like two main and two sub characters. Yeah. We didn't recast like the dead body number four. <laughs> <laughs> Fat gluttonous <laughs> man Sarah on table. Pop Sarah into this. So, so who guys? Who who won the rock paper scissors? Oh, I believe that was you, Sam. Yeah, Get on with it, Sam. It. Right. Okay. Are we, are Come we on. Sh- oh, throw your knowledge out there, Sam. Right. Knowledge it is. Knowledge it is. Right, I don't know about you guys, but I've started with Mills. Have you gone sort of era specific, by the way? Because I know you've I've, done that before. Um, I've 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 gone now, mm. but one of them is dead. <laughs> Fair. So it would be hey, everybody. Can do it would be sort of it would be sort of now ish, or maybe the one that's dead. Well, see, pre death, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it would be sort of a, a younger him and a now everyone else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, for David Mills, the sort of young rookie cop that slowly loses his cockiness. He's very, he's very cocksure when you first meet him. He's, he's, he's like, give, he's, he's give, sure me, give me, give me the, ta- give me the case. Give me the case. Almost don't like him, do you? No. You are no. Kind of like, Fuck, what is he doing? But then slowly he descends into the madness as this case progresses, and you're like, okay, you, you are human. Yeah. This, this case is breaking you. Um, yeah. So, so I, I thought for. For somebody who sort of has his own tragic story, mm. but for for Mills, I went with Heath Ledger. Yeah, wow, good, okay, yeah. good pick. I mean, who who can do? You know, you look at films like First Night, not First Night, Dark Night. Dark Night. Well, no, I think I'm thinking of the one where he's like a oh, night, a night, an actual night. Oh, Night's Tale, Night's Tale, Night's Tale. Yeah, and you look at Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, uh, you know, he can easily play sort of the romantic you know, lead. love interest lead. Yeah. And then you look at obviously the Dark Knight. Yeah. And he can easily play somebody that's fucking lost it at the end. Yeah. I mean he could have almost been a shout for John Doe as well. He right? could, he, I was I was considering it. Mm. But I thought that was almost too like just oh he did the Joker, so we could do another crazy person. Yeah. But I just think like that like what's in a box? Like he would deliver that so well. Yeah. Um I like that. I mean it is it is good. It's very, it's very good. It's very good. Um so moving on to the the sort of the the experience, the you know, seven days from retirement, you know, the the Somerset played by Morgan Freeman. And Mor- Morgan Freeman is I also mean, Mor- great in this film. Do you right? know what's really difficult is it is you know when you're talking about like 
um, the sort of fatherly figure, the sort of the old sort of person. If you're trying to recast like Morgan Freeman, you're like, oh, well, like Denzel Washington, Forrest Whitaker. Like there's there's loads of names there. Mm. But actually I went for somebody that was that was kind of inspired by one of our listeners who talked previously about this. Oh. I've gone for Idris Elba. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I think I think, you know, he I think he would play it a bit more kind of um Morgan Freeman plays it very much like I've given up. Yeah, he's he's on, he's at the end on is, humanity. He's just like I'm done, mm. and I feel like he's he's checked out, isn't he? he? He's checked out, and I feel like he's he's playing it sort of dead inside. Mm. Whereas I feel like Idris Elba would probably play it more like he's consumed by anger. You know, Idris Elba yeah. like, plays anger very well, and I yeah. think he'd be like, I'm leaving before I do something I regret to somebody. Mm, okay. That kind of a, a yeah. spin on it. Mm. But both, you know, you've still got the sort of the, the, the rookie kind of innocence and naivety from Ledger's character as Mills. And then you've got sort of the grizzled, angry, I've seen it all, you're not ready for this shit in Idris Elba. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to go wrong. I'm going to go for Tracy next, actually. I'm going to go for Gwyneth Pal- Paltrow's character. Okay. Because I think my John Doe is... Chef's kiss. Right? Oh, I'm, oh, oh, is it? Oh, though? is it though? <laughs> so, I'll have you now. I've got a beaut. I, I think this one's going to be good. Right. So, Gwyneth Paltrow's character, Tracy Mills, is played by Sophia Di Martino, who, if you don't know, is in Loki. Okay. She's the female Loki. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And she's uh, what's her name again? Like, uh, so, oh god. Um, Complete banking. It's like Siri. No, not Siri. Hi, Siri. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nickopedia. Sylvie? Sylvie. Yeah. So she's in that. She's also, really weirdly, in like a British... Because I think she's British. It's in a British kind of comedy uh, Christmas film (laughs) with, with, what's his name, the tall one, Ricky Gervais and... um, Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. Called like um, Click and Collect. That's great. It's such really a good, good. It's great. Isn't she's it? the wife in Click oh, and Collect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's yeah. She's really. So good. she's good. But yeah. she's like as Sylvie. Obviously, she's a bit more hard ass. But she's mm. she's got a very kind of innocent. What you describe as in England as like an English rose kind of yeah. look. That kind of like. And that's that's kind of meant to be the key with this role, isn't it? And what, what um, Gwyneth Paltrow portrays so well is yeah. like. The last person you'd ever want, not that you'd ever want to imagine anyone, but like to imagine what happens to her. The at last the person end, you'd right? want to find's head in a box. <laughs> right. you know? like she's so like, soft and gentle and um, loving, yeah. and is and it is is almost the person that creates the developing Lincoln bond between Mills and Somerset. Yeah, right? you can almost picture like, Gwyneth Paltrow reading that script and going, "I'm gonna fucking do what with my head." <laughs> I, maybe they did. Cards on the table. I do not like Gwyneth Paltrow. You don't. I don't. I think this is the only role I've ever been like, she's all right in. But almost anyone would have been better than her. You reckon? I think she's... I thought she was good in this. I, I thought she was... Like, she's completely insincere with everything. You reckon? Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like her at all. I don't rate her. I thought she was very good in this. Mm. Name one other thing she's good in. Although, but, actually, actually my, my wife like, no, she's shit in Iron Man. She is. Right. Fucking shit in Iron Man. <laughs> Actual dog shit. She's alright. She's not alright. She's, she, like, she's serviceable in Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> she she does the she, she does the part that's required of her in Iron Man. That's all like that's all I'll add to that. Yeah, poor Paltrow. Anyway, so I think coming? Sophia Di Martino would be much better. Right, come on then, bring right. it on. So my John Doe 
played by Kevin Spacey. We should obviously say off the bat stuff about Kevin Spacey. We're not going to talk about that, but my casting for John Doe, mm. made originally obviously by Kevin Spacey. Yes. Anthony Starr, Homelander in The Boys. Oh, yeah, strong. <laughs> strong. I've got better. I don't Ooh. think you do. I'm, 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 so I'm tell us a bit about this, what, yeah, what right. led you to that. So uh, if any of you haven't seen The Boys, I don't know if I can describe it. He plays Homelander, which is basically the boys' version of Superman. And it's, but it's if Superman was raised by like a soulless corporation and had like no love and wasn't taught anything. Can you imagine how terrifying Mm. somebody with the power of Superman who didn't care about anyone, had no connections, no humanity. He's just, he's just been raised for corporate greed, hasn't he? Exactly. But he, Anthony Starr in this plays it like the first couple of episodes of the first season he is like all American good guy kissing babies happy lovely and then you just see like a twitch in his eye here or like an errant smile there or like holding like a stare just too long yeah. and it's so unnerving before you know it he's laser eyeing exactly he's like killing people and blowing up planes and just going mental and I just think mm. like he obviously like that character is so much more bombastic mm. than you know um than John Doe, but Star does so much with a look, or a, he'll smile, but then he'll stretch the smile a little bit further. Mm. And that scene in the back of the taxi, like like Anthony Starr's smile would piss you the fuck off. Yeah, like if he was Smarty, just smiling like at you, fuck. you would be like, you know, I I think he would be <laughs> such a good. It's, it's, it's like strong. It. I'll give you that, Sam. It's strong. But I, I think mine's better. He's so that's, confident. That's, he's confident. I think mine. I think mine's better. Oh, it's, it's, it's gonna be Craig Charles, isn't it? It's not Craig. <laughs> so if you're listening right now, you won't be able to see this. But let me describe it to you. James has got a very self-satisfied <laughs> smug, almost a uh, anti yeah. stars type. I know who's gonna be John Doe. It's gonna be a fucking. <laughs> yeah. He's very happy, so he's built it up now. It's so good. David Mills, Heath Ledger, William Somerset, Idris Elba, John Doe is Anthony Starr. And Tracy Mills is Sophia Di Martino. Very nice. Very nice. This is a tasty casserole. It's a good, good, good lineup. Take it from the starchy bit of water you add at the end. <laughs> but this is what you need to emulsify that stock. Well, now it's the time for the what was I? The salt. To the, your salt the salt to my pepper. The salt to my pepper. Okay. I feel like that should have been me. I'm like grey over here. Oh. <laughs> well, the, the, the reason I chose the, Nick was the salt to my pepper because he's been very salty the past couple of episodes. Oh, he's not right. He's not right. He's been very salty and I've been a little bit peppery. Well, I'm not salty about this one. So let me give you... It better not be fucking Vince Vaughn. It's not Vince Vaughn. No, I said it. just popped into Can he Tracy Mill? Uh, Tracy yeah. Mill so I can just cut his fucking head off. <laughs> he would be a fucking amazing John Doe. No, he wouldn't. I'm no, just... he wouldn't. No, he, no, he wouldn't. Because he's shit. I am fully estimating Can you imagine him completely deadpan? He'd be amazing. No. Oh, my God. I might want to change one of my... He's not been... No, he wouldn't. He's not been amazing in anything. He has. Right, who have you actually... Who are you starting with? Okay, right. I'm going to give this to you in quick fire fashion, okay? Ooh. And then we'll get back after it. Are you ready for this? Right, so on. I've gone. Where are you starting? I've You're gone Mills? big. Start you, Mills. I'll, I'll just say the names and you can um, piece, piece it together. I mean, oh, come on, for fuck's sake, tell I'm us who you're recasting. It'll be, it'll be obvious. I've gone big. I've gone Hollywood. I've gone dependable. I've gone great. Okay? Here it is. Boom. Goslin. Washington. Newton. Plemons. <laughs> now, there might be a couple of names there where you're like, who the fuck's that? 
So, sounds like cocktails. It's <laughs> <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Think Isaac Newton's dead, mate. <laughs> right. So, um, Ryan Gosling. Mills, Ryan Gosling, right? That's, I mean, love that him or hate him, he would be. Who hates him? Amazing. Who hates Gosling? Gosling's Hollywood darling. I hate him because I don't have his abs. Right, exactly. I, mean, I hate him because I don't have his hair. Right, but we're, we're obviously he's been in like Barbie recently, um, tons and tons of things. Driver right, is a good one. Right, Driver, um, Blade Runner. He's very he good at quite dark. What was films. the film that he was in with um, Russell Crowe? Where they were like detectives. Um, LA Confidential. No, 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 no. A much, much more recent, like a kind of. A oh, comedy. it's almost a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Everybody's cool, but he obviously plays like sort of a young kind of mm. cocky detective or private investigator. I'm not sure which. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a good pick. In this. I think, yeah. yeah, and I think, um, yeah, very much kind of um, driver. I think his um, some of the films that he's directed. I'm trying to think what what they were called. Only God can judge me, or something. Mystic River, possibly. They're very dark films. Yeah. I think they're very very dark. So he's he's very much that way inclined. I think. Um, yeah, I could really see him kind of with the broodiness, the cockiness initially, losing his fucking mind at the end. So Gosling is in the new Blade Runner. Actually, he's good in that as well. Yeah, really, really yeah. good. Denzel Washington, Somerset. It's almost a lazy pick, but I mean, so I've, dependable. Cards on the table here. That's the name I've got written down. Right. See, I mean, I almost so, I know. I mean, yeah, yeah. For, so just for, you know, a difference, I'm going to throw in the other name when we get to me. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. So, you, just so you know who my alternate pick was. My, my, who, the one I've dubbed my Nick pick. Oh, Nick pick. So my, my Nick pick, my other pick for Somerset would have been um, Brian Cranston. Oh, okay. Oh, but would definitely do the kind of disenchanted disillusioned do you know what I mean like all he needs to do is stare at a window and you'd be like he's got a lot on his mind (laughs) so I think yeah so that but I think Washington I think the risk with Washington is we'd have to you'd have to make sure that he was kind of you know depending on what ages everyone is cast at and stuff um this is older slightly more genteel Denzel Washington because I think too young he's got too much sex going on have you seen him have you seen the bone collector yes Right, I mean, he's, yeah, I right. mean, yeah, just an able-bodied version of that. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, uh, but but age, slightly aging as well. So this would be kind of, I think he'd be grey-haired. He'd have his maybe spectacles on, so he'd be a little bit more kind of the friendly dad figure as opposed to the steamingly hot, sexy like the latest Equalizer as opposed to the first one. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so my, my next two, so Tracy uh, Newton is Thandy Newton. Or you may know from Mission Impossible 2, if you ever watched uh, Westworld, yes, which I have. Right? Brilliant. And I think actually, I mean, I wouldn't always cast based entirely on sort of visual cues, but she, she's got very kind of similar look to um, to Brenda Patrick. But what she has got, yeah. the reason I cast her, she's also got that kind of really, can portray that really soft, loving, delicate, warm person. Yeah. Who is it so at odds with so much of the other stuff going on in this film? And that's why it's so much more tragic when you find out what's happened to her. So I think that she's a really, really strong pick. I thought you might have gone with Olivia Newton John. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good, actually. And um, and um, she's actually the voice of the new uh, Ginger in the latest Chicken, in Chicken Run. Run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read that as well. Yeah, good. yeah she's, that's, good. that's a good pick. I like that. Nice. Yeah, and then so my John Doe is uh, Plemons, who is Jesse Plemons, who is another Breaking Bad uh, reference pick. Uh, oh, it's... Badger, is that the one? Yeah, he's the guy that like, locks up, um, uh, befriends. He's in the in the gang towards the end like, of the series. Oh uh, no, not the one I'm thinking of. Then. 
Do you know who got the guy that the psychopath guy who locks up um, Jesse? And then he's like bringing him his meals and stuff. No, no, I've not seen Breaking Bad. Oh, you haven't? No, no, I've not. Let me show no, you. No, I've completely, I've, I've got the character in, um, all oh, Black Mirror. Yeah. As, do you remember the Black Mirror episode where he's like the Star Trek episode? I mean, he's I would have seen Black Mirror. Roll, roll down, what do I know him from? Hang on, come on, Nickopedia. What's his name? Jesse, Jesse Plemons. So, oh, apparently he's in Killers of, of the Flower Moon, the new one. Um, He's, if you've seen the trailer for the new uh, Civil War film, he's uh, like Fargo. Yeah, I, actually, really stuff. depressingly, I know him from Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I might have to explain to you why I've No, but him, I, have seen, I have seen on him. The strength of Jungle like, I have seen him in other things. And um, he is, if, he is if, a fucking psycho. If you need to get any of my like point on, on casting him, just check out some of the scenes where he's in Breaking Bad. He is Do you know what he reminds terrifying. Me of? He really reminds me of like that, and this is this is unfair. I don't want to, but he's like almost the second coming of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right? Yeah, I think a lot of people have said that. He's oh, right, got okay. that kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's almost like they a, look kind of similar. They look kind of similar. He's almost kind of um, a, a little bit more unpredictable, particularly in the roles that he's had. I think he's he can absolutely do that. But then it's almost like he'd do that and then he'd shoot you in the back um, mm. in those type of characters. Like he's r- incredibly um, laid back, casual, and you almost underestimate him a lot of what he's done. And then, he's, and then something happens, you're like, oh, this guy's dangerous. And I could just see him in the back of that car in Seven, um, delivering that kind of monologue in a really kind of um, sort of lazy, sort of casual way. But it's like terrifying at the same time. Do you know the way I feel like he'd almost play it? Is almost a bit like, um, well, Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Mm, almost that, he like, could do you, that. You do it, but he could definitely do that. Know, like that kind of like, almost like you dismiss him as a redneck, but he's actually intelligent, you know? Like, yeah, and I think he would he do. puts the lotion on his skin. And like he kind of does in Breaking Bad, in, I feel like in the. When Mills, Somerset, and John Doe are together, particularly in the car, he would be delivering the monologue as though they're all good friends, mm. which would make it even scarier too, I think. He'd be almost be like reminiscing or like saying stuff, and then it would start to twist, and then he'd start to lay on the stuff about being envious of Mills and just like, where the fuck? Like, yeah, so that's what that I'm going Actually, that's a strong passage. I might like that more than Anthony Starr. Oh, really? Yeah, because I think Starr would look great. But he I, think he might, I think he yeah. might deliver it a bit flatter. You reckon? Too straight up, almost. Too menacing. Yeah, almost. He, I think he would just like, because he plays it quite like smarmy, like a bully yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Rather than like over intelligent. Rather than subverted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so there you go. That's, uh, that's me casting. Ooh, that's big, two strong fucking castings. Mm, thank you very much. And now Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, which you built up as the best. Yeah. So you've already well, got Washington. Well, the funny thing that. is, right? As I'm hearing you talk, I think I've already cha- changed several. <laughs> right? There's only four people. No, but I mean, I feel like I've changed like half of the ones I've written down. Oh, but, really? So, uh, but I'm not. Well, let's go with the original. I'm going to go with my original, that. and then yeah. I'm going to then I will then say who I actually would have. I actually started thinking about just as you were talking then. Mm. So, David Mills, I'm borrowing from the Fincherverse. Oh. He will be played by Andrew Garfield. Oh. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. What else has he been in? Well, we've well, discussed social, social network. Yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. Yep. Yes. That's in my head. It's like Spider Man. That's 
yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's other ones, that, but those are the two that I know. Well, I've he's seen. in that. He's in that. Mm. What's that? That um, uh, Redneck Ridge. No, what's that called? That um, oh, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Yeah, where he's that conscientious objector. Yeah, he's he. I mean, he has got the acting chops. He's mm. brilliant. He's caught kind of an. Like 40. He's super no, he's young not. looking. He's 40. He's 40? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was convinced he was younger than me. <laughs> he looks younger than you. <laughs> well, looks younger than all of us. Yeah, he's good. He'd play that. He'd play that well because he'd do the, he'd do the, like, the cocky kind of yeah. rookie cop really well that, that then kind of... Ooh. Just slowly breaks down as the film goes on. So as I said, I had Den- Denzel down for uh, some Can't go wrong, can you? With can't Denzel, is anyone seen that film, Denzel Washington film, where he plays a a cop who's chasing? He's basically chasing a demon that can go into other people's bodies. No, is this something from a dream? I, I, you, <laughs> Maybe it is because anyone I talk to about this film, they're like, "Have you had a fever dream recently?" What is this film? You carry on. I'm going to find out. Wikipedia. Uh, so, just for a bit of, bit of difference, something different. Work with me here. Oh. We're changing it up a bit. Oh. Somerset. Oh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Go on. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> right, wait, wait. Let me just picture it. Because in my head at the moment, it's like full ghost era Whoopi Goldberg. But the more I'm thinking about it, the more, it, you're not wrong, it is a Nick pick, and I think I love it for that. It, not, could, it's, it it's, could, it's an out there pick, but she would work. It could work. Mm. It could definitely. She could definitely play the checked out, I've had enough, seven, I've got seven days left until I retire cop. Do you know what the only thing is with, with that, is that I would get a little bit sad seeing Whoopi Goldberg being that sad and disillusioned. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, Whoopi Goldberg, you, I don't want to see you like that. But that's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. I I do like the change up. I do. Yeah, it's nice. It's <laughs> nice. It's good. That is a curveball. I thought one. you were going to say Jamie Lee Curtis to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tracy Mills. Very. I've gone very boring. Very Emma Stone. Do you know, she was my alternate pick. Just about yeah. Because I thought the chemistry. Obviously, we know they've got chemistry with her and Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. We know there's chemistry. I mean, I think they might have even been a couple at one. Well, they might still be a couple. I don't no, think, there's kind of like they definitely were a couple. Yeah. So you know, we knew the chemistry's there, so it would work, and they would be able to act those scenes together mm. really well. I mean, that is depressing though, because obviously he failed to catch Emma Stone as Spider Man, and then he gets presented <laughs> with her head. <laughs> not, not again! Not again! Not again! Oh no! I didn't, I didn't think. Didn't think about that, no. Andrew, oh, no. you saw her back break. Now we've just chopped her head off for you. <laughs> again. I almost feel like with Emma Stone, her obviously start moment is so high. Yeah. Um, it's almost like she'd be, you know, wasted's the wrong word, but kind of. I feel like I feel like if you cast Emma Stone, you'll be like, she's gonna fucking die at the end, because she's like she's like a big character, like something's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. like with Paltrow at the time, you're just like, okay. Yep, oh, she might just be in it. No. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> head off, put it in the box. That Denzel Washington film, Fallen. Any Fallen. No. So what? So what we worked out is Gwyneth Paltrow is like your anti Emily Blunt. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd never cast Gwyneth Paltrow in anything. Really? No. No. What no. Gwyneth Paltrow? I don't like Paltrow. What's she ever done to you? She's been a bad actress in every film <laughs> she's been in. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, yeah, the oh, final yeah. one. Your John Doe, the one John, that you're so my, like... My John Doe, which I think is ah, perfect, because oh. he would play it cowardly, but also very snidey and sinister. You'd want him to die. It is now. Oh, wait, after Goldberg, after Wicked World, this could be like Barry from EastEnders. Yeah, like, wait, anything can happen. Not about we're, we're definitely saying Whoopi Goldberg, not Goldberg. <laughs> I said right? Goldberg. Just, yeah, I, I have like, yeah, for so clarity, I said, said Whoopi yeah, Goldberg, Goldberg not, I didn't go, whoopsie, Goldberg. <laughs> it was, it was Whoopi Goldberg. You were so happy, you were like, whoopee, Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the recognition he deserves. He loves it, he was like Whoopi. So yeah, oh. John Dow, cowardly, sinister, snidey, you'd want him to die at the end, will be now played by Michael Emerson, who if you don't know... Is Ben Linus from Lost? Oh, oh, yeah, okay. And now, if you don't mind, I'm going to drop my mic. That is a that is a pretty good that is a good shout. Even though I'm just googling now, even just looking at the pictures is kind I mean, of like you can picture it. Scary right? as fuck. <laughs> I think so. I think he would he would deliver this role. In a very similar it, way, it would be Stacey. very, it would be yeah. very similar. But yeah. I think he would still, he would add something more to it. Yeah, because he would, he because he, in, if anyone who doesn't remember Lost or has never watched Lost, he's when you first meet him, he's very cowardly. Yeah, very very cowardly because obviously they all suspect him as being one of these others. Yeah, and then slowly but surely you see the the cogs change and turn, and suddenly this manipulative piece of shit emerges, and you know, and he's just horrid. Mm. Good job. So my, my only issue, I mean, I I've seen some of Lost, but not all of it. Mm. Not his stuff. So, I gave yeah, up. You, after you, like, you see, yeah. he comes in from like season two onwards. Yeah, so I've seen like the first season. <laughs> um, so I mean, but I think I I, I recognise him from other stuff, and I think he's definitely got the look. My problem with that is almost the opposite. If you cast Emma Stone, I feel like his reveal, people would be like, who? Like, you know, the, I think the, the thing is, when Spacey's revealed as the bad guy, he's well-known at this point. And I think you're like, oh, okay, fuck. They've held, like, a big actor back to play this role for the last few minutes. Okay, yeah, it's like you know, much bigger, like... Holy exactly, God. you're like, oh, my God, he's playing this guy. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this guy, like... I mean, no no disrespect to him, and, like... But, at, like, if loss is the only thing... Well, that's, like, that's my oh, reference oh, point. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. My, I'm sure he's been in a lot of... But that I, was... That's I, my reference point for it's him. It's difficult. I've yeah. not seen it, so I can't really say. I mean, he looks the part, definitely. And if you're saying he's like this manipulative kind of ass, then I think he's, he's, he's I, good. I, maybe I must have watched season two then, because I remember him, I remember scenes from Lost and stuff. And yeah, I totally agree with you. I think he's got that initial kind of snivelly... Like, that look like him, but those round glasses. I'm yeah, right. He's, he's got the right look. His eyes sure. like pierce right through you. Is he Jesse Plemons? That he's not Jesse Plemons. No, because he's better. Oh. <laughs> oh. Those are... For, and is that one of the only times that we've had where we've both chosen the same person? Yes, except no. I'm not choosing Denzel. Oh, you changed, didn't you? No, I'm, I'm yeah, for, just for a bit of... You know, just choosing Whoopi Goldberg. I'm, 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 I'm choosing Whoopi Goldberg because, yeah. you know, you've chose Denzel, so I didn't want to be like... Whoopi oh. Goldberg! <laughs> 
So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Can but, you imagine? Like I said, Goldberg was had... in this film. Yeah. As, as Somerset. So every scene he's like, fucking Billy, I fucking retiring, man. I want to know how far it got in the casting where he like turned up on set and they were like, <laughs> we, no, not you. We all did. And then they had to do the film. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, as you were, as you, both of you were doing your castings, I did actually think up a couple of alternatives. Ooh. Oh, okay. So this for, is for John Depp. Uh, no, this is for David Mills and Somerset. Oh, okay. So for David Mills, an alternative I thought might be Donald Glover. Uh, I've got him. Yeah. And for Somerset, Kelsey Grammer. Nice. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer from um, Fraser. From Fraser. No. Mm. I thought so, that might be a, another little, just a little, I like that. another alter, couple of alternative names that just kind of popped in my head as you two were kind of chatting. I was like, they would actually be good as well. So I. Yeah, so nice. for my alternatives, I I had Donald Glover for Mills, like you said. Nice. I had um, Emma Stone for for Paltrow, as you said. Um, <laughs> Instead of Idris Elba, I thought maybe Gary Oldman, but I thought that was a bit of an obvious pick. Mm. Like Gary Oldman playing an old kind of weathered cop. Yeah. Like Oldman could do uh, John Doe as well, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. So an alternate for John Doe, I went with maybe Ben Kingsley. Oh. Ben Kingsley was strong. Or he was. Sort of um, sexy Gandhi. beast level of. <laughs> no, yeah, like sexy beast. Yeah. <laughs> Gan- not Gandhi. Happiness. <laughs> But yeah, but I, 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 I didn't go with those. I, you know, I think I went with the cast I said. And I think we've got, it's going to be difficult now because we've got to pick four from that. I don't want to let anyone go. Are we going to include alternatives in these choices or are we just going to go no. with the four we've named? No, we're going with, just the, four we're going we've with named. the ones we've, we've gone with. Well, I can tell you right now that um, for me, Whoopi Goldberg is 100% in. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. <laughs> So let's do it right now. Somerset is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> he will be so happy. <laughs> no, Whoopi Goldberg. I think I think she would do it great. Nice. And I don't I don't really know a role where she sort of played that. Mm. But I uh, I think she could definitely. I think do she'd it. be able to do it. Yeah. I mean, she was definitely in some more kind of straight up, you know, drama dramatic roles as opposed to pure comedy and stuff. So yeah. she's absolutely got the acting chops to to do it and it's a really interesting different kind of rephrasing to cast that role and um, you know what I like it actually suddenly you can change up that scene in the diner and maybe it's that she had an abortion yeah like she was a cop on the beat didn't want to give up that life yeah yeah thought she like was dedicated to the job so she had an abortion thought it was the right thing but has regretted it ever since mm. and now the advice that she's given Tracy is more of like a first-hand advice. Yeah. There's yeah. more of an obvious like link of why Tracy would trust Somerset. Yes. Yeah. She's a female kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, think that kind of almost that's almost then like a mother-daughter bond developing between yeah, those two, yeah, which yeah. is just as powerful as what. And um, then when Freeman the reveal at the end happens, yeah. which she could put on a lot more emotion in it rather than yeah. obviously not to say that uh, Morgan Freeman wasn't being a, you know but wasn't mm. emotional when he opened that box, but you know. Whoopi it would just hit start, even harder. It would. She could just start break down, breaking down in tears. Oh, I yeah. think that's a real good pick, man. Came out of nowhere, but okay, loving it. That's a good pick. Oh, well done. How do you feel doing your? I mean, it's only it's, only it's only it's only great. It? It's only taken seven episodes, but I'm learning. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yes, yeah, so, uh, we haven't mentioned the fact that we're doing seven on seven, but uh, you know, if anyone's picked up on that, well done. Well done. So, so I think yeah, Whoopi Goldberg recasting Morgan Freeman to Whoopi Goldberg as Wilhelmina Somerset. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wendy. Wendy Summers. Wendy Summers. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, so let's do Mills. So I think Heath Ledger's a really good pick. There. He is a good pick. I think him or Gosling, both very, very strong. Oh, well, we're just shunning <laughs> Andrew Garfield, are we? Well, I like... No. I like you God. just had Whoopi Goldberg. And? I like... I like you had right. two last time round. I like, I like Garfield. I like Gosling. They're both good actors. But honestly, are either of them better than... Ledger. No, I think even just so in so much as what we wouldn't give to see Heath Ledger, you know, in this film. making yeah. films. Yeah, so but even, even when that. even when he was alive, I wouldn't put Gosling or Garfield on the same pedestal as yeah. Heath Ledger. No, I think I think I, I think also, and I think I think um, I, this isn't meant to be mean, but I think Gosling Gosling's a little bit more wooden in the way he delivers things. Mm. He's like a bit. Uh, uh, like as Ken, he's a bit plastic. Like he, he, he does do well at this like quiet, stoic kind of quiet, brooding. Yeah, yeah. And Garfield yeah. almost the other way. He does the kind of the manic puppy dog mm. really well. Yeah. But what you want is somebody that starts manic puppy dog. Yeah. And transitions to dark and brooding. So mm. I feel like Heath Ledger mm. bridges those two aspects. I feel like you sold yourself well there, Sam. Yeah. Ledger's in. Ledger. 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 So Ledger's Ledger. In. Legend. Goldberg. Gold- we need to say Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Legend, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Right, so let's let's go to Tracy first, because I feel like we're going to fight over, over John Doe. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to fight with Tracy, because I think Thandie Newton is a very strong pick. I think she's strong. strong. I think she's I mean, I kind of, at this point, I feel like we're just going to be giving Nick this one for the sake of him being one apiece. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then we've got it. Yes. That's a very big... I, 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 feel, I, I feel like this is just a pity pick for Nick now. It's like, yeah, you have it. <laughs> So That's, yeah, you have it. You've not had one. On, you've not. You've not I don't want it then. You've not, it. You've not had one yet. <laughs> I'm finding it. I do think. I do think she's. But no, like, she she is good. Yeah. I had such a big crush on her from Mission Impossible. Oh two. yeah, same. yeah. Mission Impossible I, Two. She was. She was fine. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? And again, does that that gives like um, that gives like another dynamic? Because if it's Whoopi Goldberg, you've then got like the race thing in there as well, like the sort of the connection there. There's like a lot of like strong. I can imagine a really strong scene between Newton and Goldberg. Mm. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. It's fucking weird. Why, why do we not? We, we don't need to clarify we, Whoopi we cannot, now. We, we, we need to. Clarify. We don't need to clarify anymore. Yeah, we do because now everyone's thinking of Daddy Newton sitting opposite Bill Goldberg. Goldberg's there like a dog. Yeah. Goldberg's entrance theme playing Who's in the background. Next? So yeah, I'm, I'm, what was what, I can't remember your pick? Sorry, Jim. It was Emma Stone. I'm, I'm not fighting oh, the corner yeah. for it. It's, Emma, it's, Emma she, doesn't, she doesn't need it. She's 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 fine. She's too I big think, for it now. Her stars. Yeah. It's, it's not an Emma Stone role. It was just a it was just a name that I picked, plucked out of hat because I knew it would have good chemistry with Andrew Garfield. That's interesting though. Mm. She'd also mm. have good chemistry with Ryan Gosling. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. What, what was there? Not La La Land, is it? La La Land. Yes. La La Land. Yes. Yeah. I think let's go with Newton. Right, one apiece. Here's the biggie. Who's the winner? John Doe. I don't want to let Jesse Plemons go, and I know you don't want to let yours go. I'm already letting Anthony Starr go. Are you? I like mm. him. I think it was. I, I I stand by it was a strong pick. Yeah. I think he would play it too different. I I don't think he would play it nuanced enough. Mm. Yeah. I think he would just be creepy. Whereas, like, John, the, the way that Spacey plays it is, you could imagine, like, in a different context, he'd be, like, a really good friend. He'd be like, I'll sit and chat to you. You mm. seem seem warm and knowledgeable and smart. Uh, you know, whereas Star, you'd just be like, there's something off about him. How could he ever get close Straight to anybody away. enough yeah. to, like, gain their trust? Even being, like, charismatic, because it's too yeah. much. It's too, like, 
Yeah. Um, Does so that mean it, you've got the deciding vote, though? It, well, yeah, I have. <gasps> I have got the deciding vote. And it's two people that he doesn't know. Because he doesn't remember, he doesn't remember him from Breaking Bad. He's not seen him, and he hasn't seen, he hasn't seen him from Jewel last either. But I do know Clements from other things. Um, so it's it's tough. It's fine. You can break my heart. I will just deep down know that mine's the better option. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe ultimately our listeners should decide. Oh, okay. That's but fair. my thing, yeah. uh, the thing with Clements is I've seen him in roles where, like, you could imagine him almost like wanting to be killed because he can't live with the things he's done, mm. um, or the the sort of the 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 religious kind of fervor he delivers it in. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I mean, it's unfair because I haven't seen Emerson in things, but I would say Clements. Clemson. Yeah. 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 Woo-hoo. Yeah. Oh. I demand a revote. Yeah. I demand okay. a recount. Um, Jesse <laughs> So let's recap That's our outrageous. cast. Okay. Seven then. Who is this cast from? So we've got David Mills is Heath Ledger. Boom. That's so strong. That's very, very good. Uh, William Somerset is Whoopi Goldberg. Tracy Mills is the wonderful Thandie Newton, and then John Doe. Is... Begrudgingly, I'll let you say it, John. But it's begrudgingly. I I've already lost. I've already forgotten his name. <laughs> and he's gone. Say I've name. already forgotten his name because I don't care. Say, say the name. No, I've forgotten. Say I've, the I've, name. I've forgotten the name because I don't care about it. It's, it's not as good as my pick. It's fine. It's Jesse Plemons. Yeah, it's just not as good, is it? It's not. It's not. It's, it's just not good. It's not good. Solid. I feel like a little bit of stroke of madness. Um, letting. <laughs> <laughs> we were so on board with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> but I feel like I owe, I owe right. you guys that one, particularly after last time when I managed to sneak in. After you guys like really not being keen initially on my Ghostbusters, I snuck two in to the final cast. Well, to be fair... The, the, one, the two you snuck in were, were the better option. Yes, yeah, to be fair, the only one we're a bit sure, unsure of was Will Farrell. But he is he's brilliant in Stranger Than Fiction. Have you seen it yet? Mm. No, yeah. no, 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 no. On the list. Watch Stranger Than Fiction. Yes. Yeah. And... and Jim, also, I would say you watch it because your opinion will change on Will Ferrell. He is a good actor. He's just done a lot of shit. Yeah, and probably been typecast based yeah. on his, you know, comedy roots. And, and stuff. I mean, if you're if you're given a paycheck and being like, can you be like Ron Burgundy again in this? Be oh, like, All right, okay. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> it's Sherlock Holmes. No, fuck it. Be like. But also, Holmes and Watson is the worst film I've ever seen. Is he in that? Yeah, it's him and um, uh, John C. Reilly. Yeah, I've not seen that. I, 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 I swerve that so, it so quickly. Is the worst film ever made. Really? I cannot find a single good thing about it. Which is a shame because if, have you watched like Step Brothers? Yeah, Step Brothers is good. They're great in that. Yeah, yeah they're great. Uh, and John Walk, C. Reilly is a great. Walk Hard is really he's good, great. John C. Reilly. He's in a lot of serious stuff as well. Like, yeah, yeah. He's really funny. Yeah, he's John C. Oh. Gangs in New York, yeah. which we're going to be doing sometime soon. <laughs> He's on the list, isn't it? On the it list. is, but you just made the list. I might have swapped some things around by mistake. Oh. Oh. So, um, just to, and I thought as a nice little segue into our ending here, um, if you were to be, this might get a bit deep, in a, in a funny way, <laughs> or in a light-hearted way, you had to say if you were guilty of one of the seven deadly sins. Which one would you say? Uh, most of them. <laughs> I'm really guilty of most of them. Like, like definitely 
gluttony, sloth, greed. <laughs> Probably a bit. More pride than I should have, given the first three. Um, sloth would be mine. At Raph. the moment, I am oh. struggling to get up in the morning. Sloth is mine, big time. But mine. to be fair, it's January. It is January. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's sloth, big time. Yeah, I think most of the seven deadly sins I would mm, be. That's why yeah. they're so deadly, right? Yeah. Greed. I'm only doing this for the eventual... The eventual... But you're waiting on that big payout. Yeah, the right? big payout, yeah. One day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's coming, right? It's coming. It's got to be. Somewhere. That's how we segue into launching our... Uh, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, greedy. Yeah. We're, we're greedy. We're all Give guilty money. of greed in the Seven Deadly Sins. Please join up to our new Patreon. Uh, How about yeah. you, Jim? I mean, like Sam, greed, gluttony, sloth. Yeah, I'm, all of them. Wouldn't sound very prideful. I don't know, yeah. That might be the saddest thing you said. Bless him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we're missing one aren't we oh like avarice lust lust yeah I'm lustful for you I love you guys I mean we, I know, well, that's, that's, yeah. we know that love and lust right? love and lust they're two different, different things, things yeah, two different things, yeah. <laughs> no such thing as love at first sight lust at first sight yes very fucking true I mean I think, yeah. I think everyone would be lying to themselves if they didn't if they didn't if they said they weren't envious of anyone mm, so I think yeah, everyone true. is guilty of that one I think isn't it I'm envious of your casting choice for Somerset what I mean envious of your casting such a yeah I'm envious of anyone with the last name Goldberg, <laughs> be it Whoopi or Bill. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, all right. So, so how how are we uh, moving on now? Well, it's funny you should say that. It is. <laughs> well, this is almost like a segue. <laughs> it is almost like a segue. So, as always, we end each episode with a little segment that we like to call Real Talk. In this part... This is where we're going to take some of your listener questions or some of your recasting from recasting suggestions from some of our past episodes and we will read them out on the pod. Uh, how can we do that, of course, is by you getting in touch with us via email, uh, casterolpod at gmail.com or looking for our feed on Twitter at casterolpod where we will post out a message the day or two, a day or two before we record asking for your questions and recasting suggestions. So, anyone other than myself got some questions? No, I don't know. I um, I, I've, I've, I've talked to some people. Yeah, and they, they are very complimentary, which oh, is lovely. That's nice. Um, but yeah, no, no questions at the moment. No. Okay. Well, I've got, I've got a couple, a couple of quick ones. So this, this is from the wonderful people over at the Cinematic Leap podcast. Which, if you haven't heard, haven't listened to it yet, honestly, check them out. They are really, really good podcast very quickly became a regular in my weekly rotation. Nice. So yeah. they have asked, what was our film of 2023? Oh. And what are we looking forward to in 2024? Oh. Uh, they've then followed that up by saying that their top three films from 2023 were the Al Yankovic story, Barbie and Spider-Verse. Nice. Nice variety there, I think. Yeah. I've only seen, I've, I've not seen any of them, surprisingly. Would yours by any chance be Rebel Moon and Rebel Moon? It's, it, it's not, <laughs> and it is. <laughs> is it? So, uh, the, my, my, the film I've probably, I've watched, my favourite film of 2023 is... <laughs> is it what came out in 2023 or we watched in... Sure, it's got to be come out. It's got I mean, to be come out. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I've believe it or not watched very little from 2023. So I've I've not got many, but my, the one I've 
probably had the best time with was Fast 10. <laughs> Which, of course, you're going to laugh at because you don't like those films. But I fucking love those films. And, yeah, Fast 10 was just... It was great. Oh, I loved it. Well... It, it is what it is, right? It's like, you know what you're getting. You know, you know when you go into those films, you know what you're going to get. Just a load of fucking nonsense with cars. And it don't, don't, did that for you. Don't, don't expect anything else. Don't expect a convoluted story. Don't expect anything too mad. Well, don't expect madness. Just don't expect anything, you know, that's going to make sense. Happy days. And you're going to enjoy the films. And, yeah, loved it. <laughs> and, yeah, for me, the one I'm most looking forward to at the moment is Rebel Moon Part 2. No, Skygiver, because no. I want to know how that progresses. Uh, well, it means we're going to have to watch it for this, aren't we? Yeah, we I mean, are. I mean, I, of course to be we fair, are. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it so I can continue to rip it apart. <laughs> and just... Well, I actually have a bone to pick with you here, Sam. Because during our Rebel Moon podcast, multiple times you said... There was a lot of good in this film, and then proceeded to not say anything good about the film. No, I've said a lot of good about the film. The problem is, you were you were unfairly on the other side of it. Like if you'd been more realistic about it, I could have been more realistic about it. But yeah, it was. Um, it's it's really difficult actually because the film that I thought was my favourite film of 2023, I've just realised came out in 2022. <laughs> um, what was it? it? It was Banshees of Inishira. Nice. Was it, was it the end of 2022? I think it was the end of 2022. I think you can sneak I it think in. we can sneak that into the no, qualification. No, I, I want to be faithful to it. I want to be faithful to it. So I'm just, I'm just rechecking a few things. Here. I'll go, so I'll Nick, go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just looking at a quick list of movies 2023, I was like, fuck, there's loads of great films that I haven't seen yet. So um, haven't seen Oppenheimer, haven't seen Barbie, yeah. Haven't seen Killers seen of the Flower Barbie, Moon. Barbie's good. I do want to see Killers of the Flower Moon. Haven't seen Asteroid City, the Wes Anderson film. Haven't seen Bo is Afraid with um, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, haven't seen Poor Things. Haven't seen Maestro, yeah. Bradley Cooper film. Like, fuck. Haven't seen The Zone of Interest, which is Jonathan Glazer film, which is meant to be unbelievably good. Oh, what's your name, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, actually, like, I, I do find that, like, it takes me a couple of years to catch up on films. Yeah, same. Like, I'm like, not always like Pete. Like, yeah, done. Yeah, done, very done, rarely done. am I watching a film, either when it in the in the year it's coming out. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to the cinema a lot. So a lot of them is when they they you know they turn up on my um, streaming service. The one that I did see, which I think I mentioned way back when, and maybe episode one or two, that I really enjoyed, um, is the Australian horror film Talk to Me. So that's probably actually, I think, in terms of being like a really unique take um, on the whole possession horror theme, that one, I think, may well be my favourite film. Um, 2024? What one, apart from obviously Scargiver, what one what are you looking forward to? Do you know what? I don't even know what is kind of <laughs> going, is that bad? I don't yeah, really know. No, I don't really, I, I don't so, really know. I'm sure what's coming out. On that basis, it might actually be Scargiver. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, is it Skyrim? Yes. I don't know if it's what I'm looking forward to, it is one that I know is coming. So it's like maybe with an inevitable sense of dread <laughs> that I know I'm gonna have to watch it. Am I looking forward to it? Maybe just to see, like like you said, Sam, how much worse can this get? Does it kind of um pay for its sort of shortcomings and flaws in part one? Does it make up for it? So yeah, I guess that's that's it. How about you? Have you managed well, to find out? Well, I, I mean, I've been looking, and I, I have to say, I'm like you, like, there's a lot of, there was a lot of, I really want to see Napoleon, but I haven't seen it yet. Mm, um, well. There's, like, lots of, like I said, like, 
I loved Banshees of Inishira, but it came out in 22. Um, so I think I might, it's a film we've talked about, I think it might have to be Saltburn. Mm. Saltburn was so fucking good. And like, I feel like it's one of those films, like I, I cannot say enough good things about um, Shutter Island. Mm. It's like Shutter Island is such a great film. It's like literally is one of the only films which is better, like the more times you watch it because mm. you get more things each time. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like Saltburn might be like one of those. And it left such an impact on me. Yeah. I mean, I do see, I do like like at the cinema, I do tend to see a lot of kids films, got young kids, mm. and I actually I really liked Elemental. Like I thought that was a really good. I've heard good things. It's, about that. it's good. It's yeah. really good. And like you know, there's a lot of good kids films there and stuff, but. It's not one that I'd necessarily, you know, if I was on my own, choose to watch. We went to the cinema to watch Elemental, and we literally sat down, had popcorn and everything, and they were like, oh, some fucking grotty teenager came out and was like, oh, projector's broken. I was like... Fucking grotty teenagers. No, mate. Like, go and put us in another, another screen then. What? Yeah. We had to go. We had to go. Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my film of, of 2023 is Saltburn. Yeah. Nice. And, I, and the, yeah, I'm like you. I don't really... I'm not really sure what's coming, coming up. Like, I've seen a... Seen a couple of wild ones that have been that have been um, toted, but yeah, I'm 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 interested to see. I might actually it's January now. I might actually look up like all the stuff's coming out and make a list of stuff I'm interested in. Nice. It's almost like we're doing prep for a, a, a movie podcast, there, isn't it? You know, is that what we're doing? <laughs> I thought we were just watch films. Thought we were just trying to restart Bill Goldberg's career. That's <laughs> <laughs> priority number one. Yeah. Everything else after that is subsequent. Do you want another one? Yeah, go for it. One more. So this is, this comes from a, a question from Discord from a, a gentleman that goes by the name of Tsunami Jake. Hi, um, Tsunami Jake. And Hello. he is asked, is there a movie that we would like to see directed by a different director? And I'm, I've got my answer, <laughs> and I've got my answer for this. Okay. It's Batman and Robin. Because I think, I, I'm going to throw it out there, I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's a bad cast. Uh, what the Jack Nicholson is that that no, no. George the, George Clooney George Clooney George Clooney I, yeah. I, I, I think if you strip okay. it strip the cast I think it's not actually that bad of a Batman film if it was done properly I think it's just a really bad cast well yeah I agree so with you so a new if, director would obviously bring in a new cast who would you have directing please don't say I would Zack Snyder no I would probably go with James Gunn yeah, I mean he's solid for like because he's because of his yeah. you know how he is with with superhero films these days. I would We're probably, doing DC now, so he's gonna yeah, be. So doing I would it probably pick James Gunn, mm. and I think he. I would like. I would, I would like to see him do it in a kind of Guardians of the Galaxy style kind of way. Mm. You know, so it can still be comical, but you know, you, it doesn't have to be. Well, it doesn't have to be what we got. Yeah, you know, because mm. I, I, I don't. I, yeah, I'm just gonna say I don't think it's. A bad film. I, I think it's just a really bad cast. It's difficult because, and so because of that really bad cast, it becomes a really bad film. I I sort of agree with you, but I would also throw in the writing, the directing, the overall premise, the costumes. <laughs> uh, it is bad. It's, but it yeah, it's bad. bad. It's but in bad. the in, it's bad. But in the right hands, in the right yeah. hands, it like could it probably knew be how home. bad it wanted to be. Almost in the in the right hands, it could be. What's weird is the the Batman Forever is the one you're thinking of mm-hmm. with Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. The one before that, I, I was thinking of even before. Oh, when Jack Nicholson was the Joker. Oh wow, yeah, okay. So so that's Batman. Then you had Batman Returns. Then you had um, 
Batman Forever, yeah. which is Val Kilmer. I love Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, and that is still crazy. You have crazy characters. It's very comic booky. It's not the kind of gritty Tim Burton anymore. Mm. Um, it's 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 very sort of colourful, which is what then uh, Batman and Robin kind of still tries to emulate. It tried it try to be colourful, but also but dark at the same time, misses, didn't it? It misses, it misses. It was really funny. I saw like a like a meme that was like, the Batman and Robin hasn't dated well, uh, hasn't um, aged. Yeah, aged well. I mean, yeah. it didn't age well the second it got released, let's but, be fair. No, but they said like, hasn't aged well, because you've got the villains are someone that's trying to heal the planet and reduce global warming <laughs> against the Playboy billionaire that's trying to stop them. And you're like, oh yeah, fucking hell. Um, yeah, I think that's a good one. For, I, I've actually got a really easy one for this, mm. and it's not—it's not necessarily because you know, it's sacrilege, but it is actually the Hobbit films because they were originally supposed to be directed by Guillermo del Toro, mm. who is an amazing director. Yeah, I fucking love Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, what film? He's great, and he was supposed to direct it. Who did them then? It, it was back to Peter, Jackson. Back to Peter Jackson. Yeah, so right. basically, Peter Jackson was producing. Del Toro was supposed to direct, and then Del Toro couldn't couldn't commit to it, so I had to drop out. So Jackson took on the directing role. And I, I love Jackson. He's like my hero. Like obviously, like, the, and I, I love the Hobbit films. Like I will defend those as great fantasy films. Mm. It just so happens that Lord of the Rings were even better. But I wonder what a Del Toro version of that would look like. Nice. You know, definitely be somewhat different, wouldn't it? Even more twisted. Even more like fae and magic and yeah. runes and you know. I think I think his his take on the the dwarves would have been like slightly more twisted and I think I think yeah. it would have been very interesting. Really dark fantasy, but yes. almost bordering on Tim Burton-esque at times. Mm, kind of yeah, right. so, yeah, I don't know how you describe it. Like that. Shape of Waters. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the the Hellboy films he did. I mean I, I love Del Toro is brilliant. Nice. Um, so yeah, so it would be it would be to to realise what he started with the Hobbit films. Nice. Nice. Good choice. Uh I mean, seeming as we've just done a David Fincher film, it'd be rude not to maybe suggest, like, I don't know, David Fincher does Space Jam. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) A really polarising kind of thing. So you want to just really make Space Jam gritty? How many people on the basketball team can it be the seven deadly sins (laughs) as the basketball goes? Everyone all dies, the game goes on, something like that. Uh, But no, I think I I would, I feel like I owe it to... Uh, myself and, and countless others possibly um, to try to do something about Rebel Moon <laughs> so I would maybe take Rebel Moon and I would give put it in the hands of someone like uh, Dennis Villeneuve 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 um, who obviously did the latest Dune film films um, you know real and and really succeeded there in terms of but yeah, really big 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 did Blade Runner 2049 um, Arrival Sicario, uh, but yeah, I'd like to see maybe how. I mean, arguably, a, a director wouldn't necessarily fit for me fix that movie. Probably from the ground up, <laughs> needs like a new script. A new oh, we, we've we've heard your concept. we heard your new script what, last what, episode. What worries me is is how you feel about Rebel Moon, and then like how how much of a pass you're willing to give Batman and Robin. <laughs> only needs a new new cast. <laughs> only needs a new cast. Um, I mean, actually, of course, it needs uh, a lot more than just. I just think you start with the new cast. A Fincher Batman could be fun. Could be fun. Mm. Could be fun. Could be fun. fun. Yeah, nice. There we go. Well, there you have it. I, I hope I hope you're uh, you're happy with the answer we gave you there, Jake. Let's give him a wave. 
Tsunami Jake in the way. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <sighs> oh, that one crashed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're certainly all out at sea. Hey, there Yay! he is. <laughs> Back in the game. Boosh! <laughs> and on that note, we're done. Okay, so that's all from us. Thank you for listening. Once again, don't forget you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. You can also contact us through our email, casteropod at gmail.com, or over on Twitter at casteropod. Until next time, bye from me. Bye from me. Whoopee! Bye from me. Movie Casterol. Casterol.